Picture yourself overlooking a crystal blue ocean next to a pier after just having a beautiful, beautiful meal with a St. Augustine Pale Ale looking over the sea with your mates after such an amazing US road trip. Me and Dom did that and we we caught up with Mark Whittle of Take Flight after our first podcast a year and a half ago. We spoke around some of the challenges that we've had in the last year and a half, whether that's with Take Flight, whether that's with mentality, operating the businesses, or whether that's mental challenges that we've had or dips or ups in mental health. We also spoke about where Take Flight is now. We spoke about where mentality is now and how we feel like we've grown as people, how we've grown as businesses, and how the, the, the both businesses look differently to what we set out. Um, we always, we always, I guess, in this business world, we set out with intentions and the whys remain the same. But I guess the, the vehicle or the outlook of the, the whole thing can look different. We talk about the apparel that we've launched now, we talk about the podcasts that we've done, and Mark's obviously done a lot of events down south down in london and has really cranked up the podcast game too if you want to have a look at some of the apparel that we've released and the reasons why i do talk about later on in this podcast episode and and why i wanted to launch it with some some sort of vision wanted to do something a little bit uh, purposeful rather than just putting out clothing and apparel we wanted to send a message which is to cultivate we'll talk a little bit about that Before we kick off, I also want to talk about Matt Morris, who is of Morris Infrastructure. He uh, lives in Perth, the other side of the world, but that doesn't lose the support that he sends us because he's a legend patron for Mentality. You can find that and the detail around that and for how he's helped us at patreon.com forward slash Mentality. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Mentality. And he's been a really big support big supporter for us for, for over the last year and um, he's really helped push us forward and, and help us do events like we did for the Mentality Apparel launch night which was was pretty incredible his brother came along who does the Morris infrastructure over here and um, had an awesome night so thanks for the support Matt thanks for the support Morris infrastructure and we will kick into the pod right about now Welcome back, mate. Good to be back, mate. Good to be back on the pod, sharing a podcast with you. Excited. So about a year and a half ago, Stevie and I sat down and did a Take Flight and Mentality Magazine collaborative podcast episode. Yep. Which went down really well and I've I've enjoyed listening back to it since as well myself and we've stayed in touch obviously Mm -hmm. ever since then and a lot has gone on for myself with Take Flight and with you and Dom in Mentality as well. So... We're sat in Malibu now. Malibu Beach. <laughs> it's a little bit different because yeah, we were yeah. sat in Cuffbo's living room. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> I said this to Cuff over there. I said, oh, um, we're off over to, to LA and stuff because there's a long story with this. But um, me and Cuff were meant to do a three-week road trip um, 2016. We were meant to do one, me and um, Adam Cuffbertson, who plays at Rhinos as well. Um, and I ended up being drafted into England squad. The night before I got a call, um, 
to come into the England squad in 2016, the autumn of 2016. And we, me and Cuff had booked the flights, we'd booked like hotels and everything. And I'm just seeing this this um, flashing name come on my phone, um, and it were all England staff ringing me. I'm like, oh my god, this is a prank. This this is not for real. And then Ryan Hall ringing me, Cal Watkins is ringing me. I'm like, wow. Anyway, I was speaking up phone to JP then, and ended up getting drafted in. So long story short, we had to cancel the trip. And now three years later, sat on Malibu Beach, where could have been with Cuff, but uh, but no, it's um, linking up with you, mate, and, and come across here with, with Dom, who's also a partner in mentality and best mate since I was eight years old. So I guess a lot has gone on since then, but we're, um, we sat here enjoying the view, probably seem a bit calmer and a bit more relaxed than we normally do on podcasts. I don't know, because we sat looking at the sea rolling in. Um, some birds flying above us and, and um, just had a lovely meal so it's it's not a bad little not a bad little jolly not a bad little podcast to be on mate yeah mate epic setup and couldn't really ask for a, a better scene for it so Dom will get some images of where we're sat so people can have a look on our socials mm. of, of where we are because it's, it's hard to explain really it's so beautiful and beautiful. we've just had as Stevie was saying we just had some lunch on what is it Malibu Farms Malibu Farm Cafe yeah beautiful Malibu Farm Cafe yeah. And um, we had. We're lucky. A, we're lucky. We're very lucky, mate. Yeah. I've actually spoke about this a couple of times on the podcast before. I spoke with it. Uh, spoke about it with Victoria Pendleton. That when I was about fifteen, I came to my parents brought me to California. Went to Carlsbad. Mm. And at the time, I didn't recognise it. But whenever I got into states of stress or anxiety, which I wasn't aware, that's what it was at the time. Yeah. I'd naturally think back to my experience when I was 15 years old and the rolling waves in, in Carlsbad, okay. which is about two hours south of here, were coming in and I'm getting a similar vibe, mate, sitting in Malibu here, mm. here with the three of us here. Just, just just drops away from you. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, mate. Um, so, so I guess I guess the, the, the gist of the pod, the setting's been set and the gist of the pod is is um, catching up really, isn't it? We've obviously caught up a little bit. Uh on, on having having a feed and having some lunch and stuff, but um, where we've come, where we've come, you know, has take flight taken off? Is it taking off? And uh, what you know, what's going on with mentality and stuff, and what's going on on, on personally, and, and I guess sharing sharing lessons learned that that we might be able to to spread to listeners, both of take flight and mentality. So amazing, man! Yeah, I can't wait to because we've had it, we've had a nice morning already. Like I think it's worth saying what we've done already. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I I arrived last night, flew London to LA. Uh, got in at about 8 p.m. LA time, and and obviously you boys have been here for a little while already, and I had a great time doing a little bit of a US US trip yourselves, and I've caught you at the end of your trip, and I'm right at the beginning of mine, and uh, we caught up this morning, met at 7:30 at yeah. Muscle Beach. Yeah, 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 Santa Monica Muscle Beach. Yeah, and then went to Earth Cafe and had a nice mm. little breakfast afterwards. Yeah, so it's teed us up. Beautiful. So you've come in at the start of your journey with the. Um, the dreadful jet lag, <laughs> and we, we've we've got you out of bed because you will have been waking up at 4 a.m. anyway, and we've gone to do a training session on Santa Monica Beach, so it was good fun that. And I guess when you have got jet lag, you want to go and do something rather than just sort of waiting around and waiting inside. So it's been good. It's been good morning, and we are planning to go to the Lakers game as well. Aren't we? Yes. I feel like we sat here just making people jealous who was going to be listening. To this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's gonna be good, mate. We're gonna we're gonna have a day a day or two together, aren't we? And then you're yeah. gonna go on your journey, your semi, and me and Dom will fly back to to London, into the rain, into, into the, the rain, day. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, but I turned up here and you both had your tans, so I don't feel too bad about <laughs> yeah. you. You leaving? Yeah. So, mate, I think it's worth saying, like, 
we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done since we last spoke, which is a year and a half ago. And we're going to talk about things that happen, like you said, in business and outside as well. So it's probably worth starting with you, mate, if you want to talk yeah. to what the Mentality podcast itself has done since we last spoke, the kind of people that you, you're speaking to. Has it changed at all from the message you were trying to deliver when you first launched the podcast? Is it exactly the same? Is it how you envisioned it would grow? And, and we can go from there. Yeah, mate. I, I think... I mean, looking at your numbers, you seem to get them out a lot more than us, um, and we, we keep we keep trying to put them out, and, and it comes in it comes in waves with us. But the podcast in general, mate, has been good. We have good linking up with people really well, um, and we've had some really big ones. And I mean, people that are listening to this that have listened to them, you know, they'll, they'll probably vouch for it that we've got Brian Mack, um, which is my old coach. He's now coaching Toronto, but he was coach of Rhinos for eight years and, and won, you know trophy after trophy um, but the interesting part with that was that there was some ups and downs it was a really sort of um, I guess it was a it was a really condensed eight years where there was really you know big highs and really big lows and um, for Rhinos that, that was sort of really really regular for, for us to sort of it was a reign of, of Brian Mack was there were some really high, really big highs and there's some some really big lows. You know, there were some years where we didn't win anything and we were finding ourselves at the bottom of um, of, of the league. But also we were winning trophies in, in threes and, and stuff like that. So, and that was when I was coming up. So I had a chance to sit down with Brian Mack, speak about how he coached. You know, what is what he thought about it, what his philosophy was, and he really is a great leader of men. And, and that was a big podcast that we did. Mate, um, just before you move on to the next one, because now you're going to speak to some of the others, but yeah. what was it like for you? Is obviously sat in the changing room with him for many years, uh, like you said there at the beginning of your career as well. Mm. Who's, you know, you've you've had you've had a purely player coach relationship with him and then to mm. sit in front of him and try and speak openly about some of the different strategies and stuff that he's been for himself as well yeah mate it was because he's really old school mate like I mean you've, you've had Sean Wayne and you might have got that a bit as well and it might surprise you I know that he surprised a lot of people Sean Wayne but um, you know Mac is he's an out and out leader of men like he, he can stand in front of a group of men and say what, what we need sell it to you and, and, and in the end he has to get a group of men go and run through brick walls for, for 80 minutes, right? Yeah. And that's not easy. You've got to put yourself through pain, like constant pain, whether it's in the week training, whether it's playing the game. So he's, he's able to do that. Um, and he's the only coach that I had up until about, you know, one and a half, two years ago. Um, so probably played a massive part in my life, you know, for, for going through that pain, coming back from injuries and, and sort of, of, of having that belief and, and, and knowingly going through stuff that... that it's pretty tough, um, but, but being like of ushered through and, and, and helped through, um, so that were amazing, mate. But it, it was it was sort of a big podcast, the one that I was quite nervous for, um, and the one moment where, uh, like, for Brian Mack as a character, he can he can, as I say, he sort of get a group together and, and, and make you do stuff that's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, and I've always been fascinated about football coaches, football managers, and um, sort of, of rugby league coaches uh, about mind games and stuff like that. And there were a bit of a pushback on that. I asked him like, "What's his thought, thoughts on mind games?" I wasn't putting anything to him, but you know, asking what's his thought on mind games and and sort of, of what, with about, the players, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with players and, and and stuff like that. And there were a bit of pushback, and it gets it gets a bit interesting because I asked him stuff that I, th I think he probably didn't expect, but. Um, 
got a lot from it. We got a lot from that, pal, and we, we got we got some stuff that I think people have found interesting. Um, so I think, yeah, mate, that that was a really big one, and, and that really hit a lot of listeners, and it hit, hit a lot of people that are intrigued, really, because they know that mentality sort of goes under the surface, and as you said, with a message of mentality, it sort of stayed stayed like that, you know. When, when people sit down and Mac voiced this as well that it wasn't just a Sky Sports interview it wasn't just BBC it's, it's a bit more than that and he sat down to give us more than that and I think yeah. that's what what people get and we talk about I think from the start it was pushing boundaries I think it continues to push boundaries now in concerning mental health and, and people talking about their experiences what their thoughts are in the workplace what their thoughts are in a sporting environment and now whether it's just in my mind or whether it's in yours and other people's as well, I feel like the boundaries are being, being pushed out further and further. Um, so people are saying different stuff, people are saying more advanced stuff and, and things that will continue to push the boundary. But I think talking about mental health now is, is getting more and more normalised, which is exactly what we set out to do. So we're, we're sort of, in, in a way, for our own circle, our own listeners, our own sort of um, community that we have, um, we're normalising it, which is, is exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah. the next step is 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 how that works in performance. Um, keep erasing the stigma, working beyond the stigma, and and I guess changing the culture around it and, and using it to to our benefit. Tell us about um, Take Flight. Tell us about how that's that's changed. Has it has it diversified and and sort of the people that you've got on and what you've learned. And yeah, mate, I think that um, I think naturally I'm drawn to have certain types of conversations and and particularly like. The reason I met you nearly what two and a half years ago mm. now mm. is because I just love sport and I've got a passion for sport and I played it for such a long period in my life anyway. Although the kind of face value meaning of take flight is all about peak performance and understanding how we can be better, whether that's in a physical goal, whether that's in a business goal or whatever it might be, a, a change in lifestyle maybe, I think it's t- taken on more of like a spiritual path maybe. And I, that's a bit of a, I don't really like saying that word, word spiritual, spiritual yeah, yeah, as much, yeah. but I just think that. I've, I almost see it as like a coming of age. Mm. Like as I've gone through the last, I'd say four years of my life, I've done a lot of personal development and self-discovery. And we can talk about the, the stuff mm. that both of us have been through, whether mm. that's workshops, retreats, or our own speaking that we've done later. But I've done so many of these things to try and figure out where I'm going and, and learn more about myself that naturally those questions then crop up in podcast episodes. Yeah. And usually the person on the other side of the mic, like yourself, are qualified to give me good answers around those things and help me learn more ultimately about myself in the end as well. So I think podcast-wise alone, I've just, you know, I don't really look back and appreciate what's happened and be grateful for it, which I'm trying to do more. But it's grown from being a, a podcast that went out every two weeks at the beginning. Now it's a weekly podcast. And the guests just seem to be getting, it's probably not fair to say bigger and bigger, but just the stories get more interesting and the, the, the messages get more inspiring, I suppose, which is the, which is the goal to continue to do that as well. Um, and I've just, been, I've just been loving every second of it, mate. It causes a lot of stress, but it's worth every ounce of stress that I experience. And, it, and it's gone from a podcast to events and going to be doing more public speaking and just launch YouTube and all that sort of stuff as well, so... Yeah, it's good, mate. I like, I like obviously what you mentioned. Like, I think when people set off on these like personal development journeys and and sort of all about morning routines, or it's all about um, their idea of success. But I think you get so far 
and you get that sort of nugget which you wanted for a while. Um, and for, for, for my life, it's a lot of it's been rugby league, it's been winning trophies, it's been um, being the best player on the pitch, you know, for a short term one. And you get those nuggets, and, and, and in my life, I guess I've had injuries that even though you've got them nuggets, you're still that sort of that restless feeling. Yeah. And I think that's when you start to learn in, or to lean, should I say, lean into that sort of um, spiritual outlook or you, you sort of look into what that is. Yeah. Um, and the idea of, 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 of knowing yourself and, and knowing your values and that's that's a good starting point, I guess, for people oh, because massive, people get, they, they set on the outset, which is their idea of success and, and everyone will band around what their idea of success is and it's um, sort of common ground. It's the money, it's the cars, it's the sort of the income coming in and, and all that sort of stuff or their achievements. Um, and in a way, I think you're lucky at a young age to to get that, to get those nuggets and then you're left sort of thinking, all right, yeah, I've got them, but you know what actually is success if it's not fulfilled you do you know what I mean and, and that's when I sort of, I sort of think that people start to lean into into looking at, at other options at other stuff and, and what a spiritual life is because let's be honest people can look at the spiritual life and still use that as a, as a token of success or achievement people think I'm going to meditate for 20, 20 minutes a day um, I'm going to go to this retreat here I'm going to go to this and and then that'll actually be that, that other version of success but it's in the same sort of avenue that you're looking down do you know you're not looking for content or you look, you're, not, you're looking for um, being fulfilled you're actually looking for more things to add to your your armoury really or your sort of list to tick off um, and I think if you if you sort of revamp that and, and look at it in a way to to know yourself, to know how you operate and become more content, then you can still go for them, but you're coming from a, a place that's, that's a bit easier and a bit better. Mate, 100%. Do you know what you just triggered there? Is like, so this morning, I, I, I recorded a podcast with a guy called Mikey Taylor, who mm. I was obviously telling you about. <laughs> Tell me all about him. So I haven't stopped talking about him since. <laughs> My but, Mike. <laughs> my new best mate. But he's a guy who's an ex-professional skateboarder. He's then built a successful craft brewery in San Diego which sold for 50 million then he's now building a private equity company mm. so what you made me think of there is like those things are all unbelievable achievements mm. and then when I said to him this morning I was like that's all amazing mate and I love that and I strive to achieve stuff that are not on you know not the same thing but I strive to achieve and be the best in what I'm trying to do mm. so I asked him like what drives you what what keeps making you want to do that thing because you could have just been satisfied being a yeah. being a professional skateboarder right that's yeah, really yeah. good a great career same with you you could have just been satisfied being a professional rugby league mm -hmm. player that's the goal right but then what is it that drives you to keep doing more and more and more and he was it was an interesting answer because he just said you know you could go so deep with that mm. but really what that is is what you were talking about is going deeper and understanding what it is yeah the motivation the inspiration what emotions are coming through to make us want to yeah. do more and more yeah and it's it's weird because it, I think I went through a period really where a lot of the stuff where what you think it is or what you think is going to bring success or, you know, keep that sort of content feeling starts to, starts to drop away. And, and we spoke a little bit um, with Neil Smedley on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a podcast, um, which will come out before this, which is Andy, about um, that dropping away or that sort of that, that moment, for, you know, for where you sort of, get that understanding and it comes with a bit of sandpaper a bit of um, conflicting feelings to understand what, what you actually enjoy and because everyone's going for what, what everyone believes it is and that's generally what everyone says it is so to keep it relevant for where we are you know we went on me and Don went on a, 
a bit of a tour really around Hollywood Hills and stuff like that. We'd done the Walk of Fame, had a laugh there, but then did a bit of a tour around the Hollywood Hills just to have a see and, and, and they're pointing out all these movie star houses and um, and all, all these sort of, you know, mega, mega like, mega money houses and, and, and these beautiful spots. I was a bit bored. I was a bit bored, mate, after 10 minutes. Like, in the mindset that you're in, I don't know whether it's people would like look at it and go, oh my God, that's amazing. I, I wish I had that or, you know, but in a way I kind of know that having that wouldn't make me happy anyway. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's from a good place, mm. which is a bit, of a bit of a rash thing to say, a bit of a, a big thing to say, but I, I'm grateful for what I have and, and, and understanding what, what I have at home in Leeds and stuff like that. Um, but that, that, that a sort of understanding, I guess, makes it a little bit easier to, to go around them places and not feel shit about what you've got. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's interesting, man. I had the same thought when I went to, this is a year ago, and I recorded a podcast episode with a guy called Ed Marlette, who's mm. a wealth manager worth 400 million, mm. tours the world. He's one of the most inspiring people in the US and um, has an amazing like mansion, basically, in Laguna mm. Beach. I walked through the doors, and I'd obviously seen it on his YouTube channel and Instagram and all this stuff, and I walked through the doors. I was like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah. it's a proper wow factor. But I was like he's worked 47 years to get this yeah yeah it's, in my opinion it's not worth that and I think that was quite empowering to be able to see that and go yeah it's not mm. actually what it's all about yeah yeah and it's you know you, you have experience and stuff for, for what you enjoy and, and where you find yourself but yeah mate I think you know coming back to what you said you sort of lean into that like I think that's a question that people are, are happy to hear discussed and, and, and talked about like that sort of outset for I guess it's the inner world what, what they're thinking about and that, that might be that might be where you transition to sort of looking at peak performance outside externally but then peak performance mm. internally which is, yeah. is where everything comes from I guess and yeah. and I know that I need to get my mindset right before um, I'm working in a grand final week or a, a big game you know and that's that's just important for for for, for every, every every sort of outlet of life whether people work in you know a different type of workplace whether a teacher or anything like you know you got to get that right before you, you go and yeah. you go and look at external achievements and stuff because it, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna make you happy even if you if, you, if you're not set right to bring those in if you know what I mean oh 100% mate yeah if, well it's that back to that why isn't it like if you haven't got the why in the first place you probably you're not going to appreciate it when you get there and you're not going to continue to go when it gets difficult mm. but Mate, is it worth talking about? Because one of the reasons we get on so well is because we, we have a lot of similar interests in this sort of subject matter. And we try different things as well, be it meditation, breath work. Mm. Like you've you've even had Wim Hof on your podcast in the past. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, you know, we, we do these different things, which I refer to as like peak performance practices. Mm. So is it worth us just like over the last year and a half talking about maybe some of the different things we've tried, re retreats we might have been on, um, and, and practices or habits that we've picked up on that, that work and have improved us in some way. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Wim Hof there, so so you have to get all that right. You have to you have to know yourself a bit right because otherwise it's just you sort of you do people do that stuff and I think like I say they'll uncover more and more about themselves, more and more about what they want to do, and and that's a good way to do it. And and I think people. Um, they want to change, and they want to they want to um, sort of change what they're doing, and there's a job, and they want to change how they are as as, as a person and, and what the mental health's like. So you've got to try new experiences. You've got to go in there 
or you've got to go out there, try different things, try new things. So you've got a new stimulus. So these things that we talk about, Wim Hof, um, sort of different breathing techniques, meditation, um, they're all big things. Um, I've got an app on my phone which I've really, really enjoyed, and this is this is by. I'm trying to get his name right now. It's uh, Patrick McKenzie and a fella called Patrick Macchione, who's an Irish fella. This McKenzie's an American fella, but he sort of merges um, uh, Macchione's breathing techniques with Wim Hof. And there's an app on my phone that I've got, not, got now. It's 250 a month. It's called State. And um, that's got about four or five different breathing techniques to do. And it brings up a nice animation. It's got one for feel alert, so I'll mash up a bit of... Um, Wim Hof will mash up a bit of the Macchione sort of stuff where it's like holes and breathing out for a long time. Um, and then there's like feel present, then there's relax and there's fall asleep and there's a couple of others as well. Um, so that's a pretty good tool for me. That's a pretty good tool for waking up after you've woke up or, or actually going to sleep or doing something in the day. Um, instead of pulling up Instagram, it's not bad to <laughs> to yeah. pull up that and do that for three or four minutes, and that's all it is, and you'll feel that a little bit better. You feel the difference right you'll away. Feel t- you'll feel 10, 20% better, yeah. right? So that, that's 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 one tool that I use. Do you do I'll, it every day, that one? I do. I probably do it on average every couple of days. Yeah. Or I might do it three or four times in a day. Do you know what I mean? Really? It's like it's like one of those things that's... I've got it on my own screen. I'm like, boom, I'll, I'll bang it, this up. Is it good, like, it, the way that it talks through and instructs how you do it and guides it's, you through it? A lot of it's, mate, is... Yeah, yeah. It, it's very simple. Really, really simple. And that's all you want. It gives you tips there, and it, and it brings up the sort of model to, to keep going with. And... Um, a lot of that is coming into it now. The sort of nose breathing thing. I don't know if you've heard much about that, I but mate, yeah. people exercising, just breathing through yeah. the nose. But what's the benefit? Because it's something to do with like vascularly. You get yeah. better. Yeah. Well, I mean, mate, there's that much research in it for 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 young people. If they're breathing through the the mouth, it can change the structure of the face. Like honestly, well, like a, growing for, up for the better. <laughs> no, no. If they're breathing through the nose, for the better. But if they're breathing through the mouth. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll change change the structure of the face, mate. And I mean that's pretty powerful. But um, for nose breathing, it's it's about like being able to blow off enough CO two, keep enough oxygen in. Um, and it's like, it's like like I say, it's coming more and more into the athlete world. Like making sure you you've got the right alkaline in your in your body. And it's like all these sort of scientific sort of technical points. But I make sure that I'm conscious of like for instance running over Golden Gate Bridge in San Fran last week, like. Had a chance to do that, which is pretty amazing. I'm thinking, boom, just breathe through your nose all the way. Just breathe through your nose, because it because you get that much more oxygen in, and you can blow more CO2 off. Because that's the, that's the thing that you need to do: blow CO2 out. That's what the body needs to get rid of, and you're sort of training the the ability to be able to get rid of the CO2 constantly, and that's where the breathing comes in, the long holes and the pushing out all the yeah. the air out at the same time, because it inevitably helps you helps you perform better. Is there something to be said for as well? So so bit of context before I ask the question like when I was at Leeds Met I studied training at hypoxic mm. conditions so there was a hyperbaric chamber where you'd reduce the oxygen saturation mm. level uh, which made it more, obviously more difficult to train and one yeah. of the things that we did to um, condition the people who were being tested beforehand was to use this thing called a power brief right. so it, you might see them there's, there's more modern versions of them now but you essentially have a mask over your face and you're training mm. with that and it's reducing the amount that you can breathe in so it's re- resistance training for your mm. intercostal muscles and all, all of the muscles involved in breathing basically yeah, yeah. so when you're take that example of running over the golden gate bridge mm. you're breathing just through your nose is it it must be more difficult because you're only you're taking yeah. less oxygen on yeah yeah y- yeah you can't you can't get enough but obviously 
the, the the ability to do it. You get used to it. You keep getting used to it. And it's like people are saying that, that you need to, you want, there's mouth breathers when you sleep. And, and the test is, there's a test that when you wake up, you'll find that when you, when you do this test, the breathing test, so it's basically just taking a deep breath in and pushing all the air out through your mouth. And if you've got a longer thing, if you've got a longer out, out breath, then, then you're ready for the day. You're a bit better than for the day. But if, you, if it's a shorter one, if you're taking less, out, less, less oxygen in and breathing less CO2 out, then you probably find yourself a bit cranky in day. You find yourself tired. And I'm not, I'm not an expert on all the scientifics and stuff, mate, but I feel the difference generally when I do it. Do you know what I mean? I feel the difference that performance-wise and, <laughs> you know, in the day if I've meditated or if I've done some breathing stuff, I'm like, boom, that's, that's a difference. That, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one, one small thing that, that I guess I've started using or I've started yeah. being more aware of. That's um, great, mate. I'm going to start trying to do more of that as well. Mm. So mid-training, just breathing through the nose. I've seen so many studies about it and I heard Laird Hamilton, the big wave surfer, talk yeah. about it on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. as well. So I wasn't sure because at the time he spoke about it, it was like, there's no studies to prove yeah. this or anything. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah. Is he just making this up? <laughs> yeah, but, could, um, be, could be. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that's on people's radar now, I guess, like like we're saying, pushing boundaries, talk about mental yeah. health and stuff. And But there's, there's obviously physical stuff that's going on and, and that sort of starting to become on, on, mm. on people's more radars you know we, we we sometimes might do a bike session and tape a, tape a mouth so you're definitely not breathing wow, for, really? and that's hard mate that is hard because you're going to you're going to get that reflex what are you doing what bike up. yeah yeah and that's hard mate what, what, what bike's hard anyway but. mate I did this session um, you mentioned earlier that I did the, the podcast with Sean Wayne and with mm. I did another one after that with Sean O'Loughlin as well yeah so I was lucky enough to go the following morning and train with the Warriors, the injured squad actually, but in their new facility. And we did this session called Death by What Bike. Oh, oh dear. And it, mate, it Sounds was... Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was brutal, it. man. So I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing that with the mouth mm. taped yeah, up. Yeah. What was the session that you did with it? Yeah, it's, obviously, it's, it's a bit steadier. It's like not, not the ones where you, you're training lactic acid um, retention or um, being able to get rid of it. It's more... It's more of a steadier one with that because as you find, you know, once you get into sprints and stuff, you're all out. But for this, it might be like a 25 minute one and it might be- What, just consistent? Keep, yeah, consistent, yeah. keeping nice. up uh, sort of RPM. I'm trying to think of the actual the actual term, but it might be two minutes on a lower, on a lower watt then three minutes on a higher one. You know, so you've got, you've got the difference. You've got the difference in, in speeds and stuff, but- I'm gonna have yeah, to go, so, I'm gonna have to give it a go. I'll mate. have to send you some, I'll have yeah, to send you please, some sessions. Mate. So just, um, I think it's probably worth saying like, a lot of the stuff that you talk about on mentality as well, and definitely we talk about this sort of stuff all the time on Take Flight around practices and meditation, mm. breath work, cold mm. showers. Like, There's so many different things that we can try and do and incorporate into like either a morning routine, an evening routine, or just anything that we can do to proactively shift our state. But at the same time, we talk about all these things and the reality is we can't always do them all. No. Especially if you've got like a early start or yeah. you're stressed with other stuff and you're trying to fit all these things into your day and it, it's not always possible but right, uh, cold showers I'll have one every day right? so mate that's just what I was going to say the only one that I stick to can bang them out. is a cold shower yeah. and it gives me the biggest benefit mm. in the shortest amount of time yeah yeah very Medi efficient yeah. very very efficient like, meditation gives me an amazing benefit and mm. I wish I did it every day because mm. I know how good it is for I me I know but, it's a weird one isn't it yeah but the cold shower two minutes if I go three minutes I, there's something magic happens at yeah, three minutes but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's the one I stick to so funny you said the same thing yeah it's, the cold showers can be hard for me because I, I go to pre-season training at 7am so I'll wake up at 6 and um, I'll have a cold shower and I'll have well, a two or three minute cold shower whatever mate it takes me 
three hours to, to warm up sometimes. You know when you go into training and it's like, you know, I'm going outside to train again. So I'll get a rock up there, be an hour inside, just getting ready and stuff and then go outside. And I'm like, my feet are still cold. <laughs> I'm like, I need to put in practices here where I actually warm up a little bit better after cold showers. But it's, it's going to happen, mate. It's the benefit in it. But, but like for scientifically though, like it's interesting reading about that because when you have a cold shower, there's a massive spike in norepinephrine release in the body, mm. which gives you an, an, uh, an adrenaline boost. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of the time, especially the season, not now because we're in Malibu, but the season yeah. that we're coming into in the UK where it's wet, dark and horrible and yeah. it's dark when you wake up in the morning, it's dark when you come home from work. Generally, that can put people in a bad state mm. mentally. Mm. If you just jump in a cold shower, on a physiological level, a cold shower shifts your mindset yeah. and makes you feel really good. Yeah, and it's going to be proper cold now as well, like when we get back. <laughs> I've been having cold showers, I'm like, fuck, it's not even cold anymore, this. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you're in, yeah. in summer, I'm like, what can I do here? What, <laughs> what can I do, an ice shower or summer, anything? Plunge pool, I don't know. But yeah, mate, Plunge it's, pools it's are big. the best, mate. We went, I went into this place in, um, it's in Hoxton, I think. Well, it's actually actually closer towards Angel in London. Mm. And it's uh, it was a Russian kind of space I guess it's a spa, mm. but I wouldn't. I, when I say spa, I imagine like a really nice, relaxing place. It wasn't. <laughs> it was these massive, brute Russian people, yeah. and um, like insanely hot sauna mm. and an app, like Is a. Everyone naked. Uh, most people were naked, mate. <laughs> were you naked? I might have been naked. <laughs> when in no Rome, comment. no when, comment. When in Rome, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was like pure extremes, mm. like the ultimate extreme so you go in it's not like your normal health club sauna it was it, it was excruciatingly yeah, hot I love that I love and it, that. it was great mate it was yeah. good but then the, and then the cold plunge I've done cold plunges before in the past but I didn't know <laughs> water could get this cold <laughs> yeah. and that night mate I, I don't know I don't know what this does to us physically but the, it's obviously encourages a toxin release mm -hmm. because that night I sweated out so much in yeah. bed and it, and it was all because I've done that as well yeah 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 mate you, you got to take you got to take yourself like that is going to change your state like you mentioned mm. it's going to change your state and as we as we talked about there you've got to try new things you've got to do new things like you've got to make sure everything else is right like you've got to make sure that you're not anxious about something in specific you need to make sure you, you've, you've checked that out and you've worked that out and you've got to make sure that you you're sort of sufficient in what you're doing but change your state to get like extra 10 15 percent like yeah. and that's an easy one in it cold shower people will be listening to this fucking thinking i am not getting a cold shower but go through the fear and that's yeah. another thing about it going through the fear each morning like i i'll i'll do it i'll i'll stand there i walk into my bedroom at 6am not wanting to get up and i think oh god next thing i've got to get a cold shower but yeah you stand there 15 seconds and you count yourself down and you get in and it's like boom first task done yeah. first task of the day done and then and then you're on to the more important stuff where you'll go out into the world and, and go speak with people and interact with people mm. and you'd hope that it brings a little bit more to that as well yeah it's so good man and like mm. you, you nailed it there like the fear aspect of it it does help you like Tony Robbins says it's not a negotiation mm. I'm not negotiating with that inner voice that's telling me yeah. I don't want to put yeah, the culture yeah, on yeah. so then when you go into like other stressful situations or environments that you might be fearful of then you're more likely yeah, exactly. to do it and if you go through more fearful situations obviously not talking about being stupid like jumping over fire and stuff but that's generally when you get rewards and 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 what you're fearing is is sort of something that you that you keep putting off something they need to do if you keep putting it off and you keep fearing it well you need to do it and talking about fear is there anything that you're fearing mark in take flight specifics Anything about going to the Lakers game tonight? Or? <laughs> Just excited about that, Just mate. Excited. I think the um, I think the, the biggest thing 
So it's interesting you ask that, mate, because you're just making me think there. Like mm. the last year and a half is the more action that I've taken and the more I've leaned into take flight, the more that I've recognized fear in different places and been more comfortable with mm. it. But the, and, and then it's made me want to lean more into the things I'm scared of because I see how much the benefit is yeah. the other side. So I think the thing that I'm fearing the most at the moment is the events. Yeah. So I've done two now. The first one was in collaboration with Calm Mental Health Charity and, and that was hard, mate. Standing up in front of that one that one was 65 people mm. and standing up in front of that many people and being vulnerable and opening up about mm. a subject that I'd only spoken on a one-to-one -one level with people before, whether that was in therapy yeah. or on the podcast um, and encouraging people to be vulnerable and think more about their own mental health. That was really hard, mate. And then I did the follow-up event, which was uh, less about mental health and more about mindset. And, and it was about overcoming adversity yeah. with, with the goal of like shifting the way that people look at mm. challenges that crops up in their life. Yeah. And just had some amazing people on the panel, amazing people who were speaking at the event as well and standing up in front of those and opening up in front of a room. And that was about 85 people in there Boom. about something that I'm so passionate about and something that I desperately really want to go well. Yeah. That was terrifying, mate. And all day to the lead up to that, I was, I was basically, I was shitting myself, basically. I was well, some people fear public speaking more than dying mm. that's a fact that's an actual fact it's mad so mate. you've ticked two off there you've, you've spoke about something that's pretty important to you and something that you want to go well and that you've put yeah. work into but then you've also spoke in front of 85 people yeah. that's a big thing that isn't it it is but it's, I think the other thing when you do it all yourself like I found the venue I found the speakers found the exactly. panellists sold the tickets exactly yeah did, found the brands who wanted to be involved mm. did everything so you constructed this big thing so you so desperately want it to go mm. well and I think then when you attach a desired outcome to it it just makes that fear so much yeah. bigger yeah. so but then again mate as soon as it finished I was like I fucking love that so mm. much I can't wait to do the next one mm. but in the moment and beforehand no one sees what goes into it and oh. I was mate my anxiety the day stressing it yeah <laughs> it's stress doing stuff like that what about you mate if, you, if you're going to talk to a fear that you've had either in mentality mm. or outside of um I think I'm a bit better at managing it or because I've I've done stuff already that you sort of on the same sort of wavelength and mentality like you're saying speaking about you know um, mental health issues or stuff that you've had to overcome and all this sort of stuff it, it can be quite daunting especially three and a half years ago when, when we, we launched it um, so sort of operating within that it does bring up fear and, and sort of keeping talking about different stuff does bring up fear too but um, the next sort of thing that we're doing is oh, there's there's a couple of things that, that, that we're going on to and the mentality club members that, that they're actually um, sort of involved in, 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 in helping push it along um, you know we've got we've got people in the club that are like amazing like you know absolutely amazing people um, they're helping out and, and they're sort of giving us a bit of guidance a bit of advice but we're um, we're looking to let's wait for this helicopter it's killing us yeah we're looking to launch uh, mentality apparel very soon mentality apparel oh yeah, yeah. so we're going to do some some clothing and, and like I'm not a fashion guru or I'm not like someone who is is that trendy really to be honest mate but but we're doing it because um, we're going to go along with a stat where it's, it's, it's one in four people in the UK suffer, suffer with a mental health problem each year 
so with that we need 25% profits to uh, education, mental health, uh, the charity that we still need to pick. So some people might listen to this and uh, put their hand up and tell us all about what they're doing. Um, so we're going with that, mate. We're going with that and, and we're going to put some, some stuff out there. But I think we sort, we sort of always had, had the idea in mind to do stuff like this or to do clothing and, and stuff that sort of where people can wear the ethos of what mentality is to them and, and push out the meaning. But we sort of put it off a bit because we needed to do it right and I think we're working our way to do it to do it right or right for us anyway because what we're doing with it is is um, is obviously donating some money um, to a cause that, that, that is for what is Mentality but there's a bit of a story to it there's a bit of a story because when I launched Mentality um, it was a lot of it figured around this game where there was a league leaders game and people Mentality listeners will, will know this you know, and be probably bored, a little bit bored of it, but um, there was a game in the league leaders game where we played in 2015 to to be top of the league, to finish top of the league, and and I'd done my ACL. We ended up winning the game. I'd done my ACL, um, but that morning, that morning, I'd um, been to my nana's funeral, um, and sort of been there and, and spoke at a funeral, and, and 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 sort of gone through all that that day. And got across to the to the across the M62 to play against Huddersfield that night, and I, I wanted it to be the best game ever. I wanted it to be the best game to start score us try in first four minutes, and you know you saw it's one of them games where you're like boom, everything's going to go right this 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 game, and we're going to win it. And looking around at the lads, like in the changing rooms, we were absolutely fucked. We we're out on the feet because we'd just been to Wembley, and we've got to come and play against Huddersfield, who were going to fucking give it to us. And I remember looking around thinking, boom, this is going to be a good night. This time I'm going to have a good game. I'm going to win it. Um, and I'll do it for my nana. Anyway, four minutes before the end, my ACL completely goes. Meniscus, um, LCL piece, everything's gone. Like, just collapsed beneath me. I don't even, like, looking back at it, I'm like, how the hell has that happened? So I'm I'm sat in the change rooms before Ryan Hall scores his try in the last, last minute or last second actually to win the game not knowing what's gone on but I'm looking at my leg that looks like, looks like an inflatable knee and I'm like what has happened here I can't believe this like I did not want it to go this way do you know what I mean um, and that morning obviously I'd been to my nana's funeral we'd gone to the wake the um, the morning of and, and and after a funeral and gone to a little flat in Salford and we'd We'd seen that my nana had done a, a fine art degree at 60 years old, um, and there's a lot of stuff in there, sort of deep, meaningful stuff in this massive like folder of artwork. There's mood boards, there's like messages, there's writings, all this sort of stuff, and we'd spread all our artwork across the floor when we'd when we'd looked at it, me and my twin sister, and there were some messages on there. I'm like, fuck, that is nuts because if you fast forward on three years to where we are now, I'm talking about very similar stuff that my nana talked about. Um, and very similar stuff that, that, that she'd gone to find, find out herself and, and what we spoke about a little bit before. And within her artwork and the mood board stuff, there's designs that we're going to put put on and um, put on the back of T-shirts, put on the T-shirts, put the messages on. And the message that sort of rang true to me, which which would be really important for me when I was staring at my inflatable knee, it'd be uh, a message which one where saying, don't vegetate, cultivate. I'm like, fuck. So I think about that 12 month period I'm out I'm like yeah I must have had that in my mind looking back because I'm like put mentality out there and other the messages which which you've seen today one of these tops was some of the best ideas come out of the blue like would I never have thought when I was looking at that leg 
thinking six months later I would have put Mantali out there and gone on to find a really, really, really amazing passion that helps people and looks yeah. at all this sort of stuff. I'm like, we'll put some of these designs on. We'll start with a cultivated collection, put the um, bits of my nana's artwork out there, spread that message. Um, because that's right to us, that's right to me, do you know, and that's we're doing it in the right way. So, you know, that's that's the thing that I'm sort of fearing doing, or I'm, I'm, I'm sort of looking for the best way to do. We've had a chance to speak to different people out here and to take some amazing photos, um, and that's that's the next thing for, for mentality, really, mate, to, amazing, to do. Man. Sounds so good, mate, and it, I think I know how important that is to you as well, because we spoke about it in the first podcast episode that we did together about your probably most testing time which came with those two things happening in conjunction to one another mm. um, so mate it's so awesome to hear that man and I know you mentioned it earlier before but it's just rung true to me again when yeah. you just explained to, like what the meaning and the purpose behind it is and it just means so much more when it's something like that I think uh, it does mate and you, you can push it out you know it's true like I don't, as I said as I mentioned mate I'm not the most fashionable or the, big, the biggest fashion guru we'll try and make it fashionable like mm -hmm. um but it, it rings true for us and it, and it means something so it's nice we'll man. I'll tell you what this, it, um, last year I've just done a repost of it actually I did a podcast with uh, Oliver Proudlock who's on yeah. Made in Chelsea but he's done it's not really what he's known for he's done so many great things outside of that one of which is a clothing brand which he first launched a line of t-shirts with images that his mum had taken when she was in Rio like 20 years previous oh, wow. so it's, it's very similar stories as far as like mm. finding inspiration from the ones that you love and, mm. and it just means that much more I think and mate I think you know credit to you for doing it because it's a scary thing and launching an apparel line isn't an easy thing as well there's so much work that comes in the background that people don't see so yeah mate I wish you all, all the best of it I'm sure it'll be a great sure. success thank you it's funny like we, we're sort of ticking stuff off that we want to do and what we want to see go better because we're donating money to education in, in mental health and we're going to find the right charity for that um, so so we need to find that but another thing that I'm, I'm doing is I'm off to work with my old school Woodkirk and do um, a four-week uh, four programme um, with Year 11s there, Year 11 lads there, and also do some work with teachers, but but we're just doing similar work as to what we've seen massive benefit for the Rhinos last year, um, a bit of a shift in performance, shift in culture, and I'm going to try and sort of teach those lessons on values and, 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 and what you can expect of each other and, and performance for each other. Um, Do you want to give us a little bit of a snippet into what that talk might look like? What sort yeah, of stuff you're talking yeah. about? So it's like it, it, it's, it's sort of I talk a lot about values, personal values, and stuff like that. Um, but a team and a, a group of men need to understand what they're working for, and they need to most importantly need to understand why. Um, and how do people work that out? It's through conversations. It's through tough conversations. So we, mentality, we've done like retreat where we've had like circles where you talk about where you are in life and, and what you want to do but at Rhinos mate we've had we've had different influx of people coming in people leaving and it's it's, it's finding that common ground where a team can operate from because if you've not got that basis or you've not got that basis of why which will come out in conversations and come out in people actually being truthful when, when they speak to you and, and sort of understanding what you need but understanding what they need yeah um then then that's what you need you know that that that's a sort of outset that any 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 group of people need never mind rugby league players it's important that, that you get that and, and it's important that that you, you have that touch of base to to know where everyone's heading and, yeah. and, and the direction you've chose um 
I think that's brilliant, mate. I think I, I've, there's, there's a, the values is such a huge one. Oh. Yeah, mate, the values is, is massive. And I, I've banged on, on around, around that for, um, for, for a while for individual values. But I think knowing that personally... Um, for myself, I thought, fuck, this this is probably something that could help where we are as that a team. Well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, mate, there's, there's, um, there's a few exercises I've done around values as well, is just to, because it, it's everything, right? Whenever we, if we are wavering or experiencing anxiety or any sort of mental health issues or conditions or whatever it might be, returning back to those values is what really allows you to like, get your feet back on the ground Definitely. and feel grounded again. So there's a, there's a few things that I've found works that might help both take flight and, and mentality listeners. Yeah, cool doing things like taking a moment to sit down and write down who do you admire mm. so let's say let's say I admire you mm. which I do but then <laughs> I list <laughs> but then I list what are the qualities in you that I admire mm. and then I start to write those things down and then I go where are moments that I felt like I was doing something good and I felt positive about myself and then I write down what emotions I felt in that moment um there are other questions where I don't want to run through all of them now, but what, you, what you're ultimately doing is when you go through all these things, you start to look for the commonalities that are yeah. coming up in your answers. Yeah. So for example, when I did mine, more frequently than I thought, because when I sat down, I thought, what my values? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ambitious, yeah. I'm driven, yeah. Yeah. successful. But then yeah. when I actually looked at it, the things that came up more common than anything else was like calm, like tranquility, mm. gratitude, all these things that really like meant that all the stuff that's going on over here is brilliant, but what I'm actually looking for and what I value is the more stillness, the more of the calm and, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. side of it. It's interesting, that's interesting because what you've mentioned there is probably what what you think what you think you, you are or what you think you, your behaviours will come from what you think you are. Um, and it's, it's more coming to that understanding of, of knowing probably what you are, isn't it? And that sort of knowing and and that's something that I have to do and I've done it a lot of time, but... Um, where you're getting a bit of a rut or you get an injury or something and you have to look right, boom. Where's the starting point? Because there's got to be a starting point for, for, for where you're going. As we've mentioned, for a team or a group of people, group of men, um, you look at them values, you look at what they are and then you can link behaviours to it. You could even map it out in, in the week, Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday. Mm. And you could say, boom, I'm going to do two from making connections. Yeah. I'm going to do two from learning. I'm going to do two from being selfless. Um, feed them into your week and before you know it you just got to fake it before you make fake it till you make it I should say because before you know it mate you'll, you'll be in sync with who you are be in sync with what you what you want to do um, and that takes a bit of time you know those those sort of things will help what you've mentioned and, and we, we give we give people that and we will be giving the, the lads at, at Woodcock Academy um, those sort of pointers and those sort of things to think about impetus to think about it but to get the ball rolling, you know that that's that's a brilliant way to do it, and and then from that, you keep acting towards it, you keep behaving from it, because a lot of what you think you are and a lot of what you know you are is, is how you operate in the world too. So yeah. that important. comes back to what we spoke about at the beginning as well, mate. Like the peak performance side of things and stuff we talk about on Take Flight is brilliant, and the achievements and mm. the businesses we build, the physical things that we achieve and, and come up against is great. But yeah, that that deeper going under the skin, going yeah. a layer. I'm layer too deep, beneath. bro. I'm too deep. <laughs> it just always comes back to it when I'm on. No, but it's, I'm it's, it's brilliant, mate. Because again, like unless you know that, how can you operate at your best? Exactly, and that and that's what that I was trying to uh, allude to there with, you know, that that app called state or you know meditating ten times a day, or um, doing different hypoxic training, breathing exercise and stuff like that's good on the surface, but you know you need to sort of sometimes you need to dive deeper than that. Yeah. Um, 
whether it's for team performance, whether it's for your own physical performance or mental health too. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm 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 all for that, and, and I can talk about that till till the cows come home, and because <laughs> um, I'm just a really really deep man, and that's how it is. That's, I think that's we all are, mate. Yeah, yeah. Are. I think we all are when, yeah. when when you get talking about it. Some yeah. people sort of evade it, but um, yeah, so, that's, that's 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 me. So there's something I want to thank you for, mate which has led to uh, something that I'm really excited about. So you spoke about the talk you're going to do at that school. What, what mm. are they called? Uh, Woodkirk Academy. Woodkirk yeah, Academy. It's going to be called Mentality in Education. Um, and it's something I've been talking to them for a while about and it's sort of linked in with what I've done with, with the team and, and the experiences I've had over the last year. And is it like a stand and deliver? Like you'll stand up and speak to a group of people? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll deliver some stuff for the, for, for the lads. So I'll do... I'll do four weeks I'll do four five one hour sessions with, with the lads and that's going to be personal values values as a group um, for where they're going after school and, and what they need to nail which is the exam at the end, end of the year so a lot of it's performance but then there's going to be sort of introducing meditations going to be introducing um, breathing techniques and stuff around around that sort of more deeper meaningful stuff yeah. and then I'll talk to the teachers um, about how to sort of manage it how to sort of um bring in what I've brought in to keep going if you know what I mean and yeah. to sort of I guess it's um, monitor behaviour from that as well it, it adds a bit more meaning to, to why they're behaving in a certain way yeah. and then um, some work with the parents as well just informing the parents about Amazing. what we've done and stuff so that's great so it's like full 360 really yeah that's yeah awesome. yeah yeah <laughs> it's a big job and, and it's, it's I'm, I'm happy to do it in my old school and we'll see where that takes us mate we'll see where that takes us but I think it'll have an effect because you know, the, the young lads need their energy converted into something and yeah. hopefully this is what it's converted into. Yeah. No, that sounds great, mate. It sounds like you're doing a really positive thing. So mm. the that's what, what triggered my thought and what <laughs> triggered my thanks to you was that um, on the 19th of November, I'm doing a talk around mental health at the this year's Strong Not Silent campaign. Nice. So the reason why I wanted to bring that up was because that ultimately has come off the back of me and you being friends mm. you introducing me to Woody who was on this podcast at the legend. back end of last year he's a legend and then Woody introduced me to the boys at Manor yeah. so I thought it would be uh, something that's worthwhile bringing up because we're both friends with them they're within the same community and they're doing amazing stuff for mental health and I'm really sort of honoured and, and grateful to be asked to speak there and I'm doing that on the 19th of November so if anyone is in London who wants to come to for that sure, sure. And, uh, I found myself down there mate that would be amazing so we're doing a, like, a big workout first and then we'll do a talk. There's two two speakers on one of them, and then a little panel. I think they're doing it at the end as well. So, um, yeah, all in support of Calm, which is a charity that's obviously close to my heart Brilliant. as well. So, uh, but yeah, mate. So thank you because at the end of the day, I wouldn't have been linked in with Woody if it wasn't for you. And I You'd have found have... yourself there anyway, mate. You'd have oh, found mate. yourself there. <laughs> Legend, I love that. That's how it works, <laughs> isn't it? Sometimes how yeah. it works. But I think that's just a message for like putting yourself out there and taking action on things because again we we would have met again at yeah, some stage yeah, yeah. it would have naturally happened but when you lean into the things that feel right then these opportunities mm. crop up and present themselves yeah yeah and they might be scary at first but like you say you get the reward mate it's, it, sometimes it's sort of the other side of fear mate that, that you need to go to and, and, and get stuff and, and sort of reap those rewards and and continue to do it that's the hardest thing you've got to keep doing it you've got to keep doing it and doing it and, and um, that's all part of the fun that's all part of the yeah. fun yeah mate I couldn't agree more so 
Are we wrapping up? Well, I mean, is, it, is there anything well, we want now. to talk about? Is it the trip to the Lakers? <laughs> We've got the Lakers. We need to leave in time. Don wants to swim. <laughs> yeah, I think we do have, need to have a dip, bro. Post-pod dip. Going to go and jump in the sea here mm. and then uh, go to the Lakers this evening. We've got an epic night ahead. We've literally <laughs> just booked the tickets now. So We're excited. Lucky, lucky men, aren't we? We are lucky men. Very lucky. And then uh, next time I'll, I'll see you boys up in Leeds probably. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'll do this. I'll do the same three questions at the end of every episode. Should we? Should we do those? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Whether, I can't remember what you said last time, but we'll we'll raffle yeah. these off. <laughs> yeah. So the first is: Is there anything you've discovered or come across recently that you're particularly excited about? Oh, that's an hard one, isn't it? That's an hard one right off the cuff. Um. Oh, rich dad, poor dad. I've been I've been looking more into. Um, because I've had a bit of a, a mindset, really, or a bit of a point of view that <sighs> it's a weird one, really. But not hanging everything upon money or hanging uh, ambitions towards money and stuff like that, and um, it's probably a bit—I <laughs> don't know if negligence is the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but I probably need to be a bit more aware of it and and and, and how I can use it. And um, I don't know if it's from a liberal mindset, but I kind of think, oh, you know. I don't, I don't need to, to have that much money or, or whatever, but sort of bringing intelligence towards it is, is more my idea of, of why I've been listening to it or looking at it because um, there's nothing wrong with having a bit of a smart for, for making money work the best best way it can for you. Do you know what I mean? So I listen to, or I'm listening to an audio book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that's been Massive. well recommended. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to it yourself. Yeah, I which is, I mean, there's probably two or three nuggets that I've got from it, um, but it, it sort of enlightens you into to how, how a lot of people. I think you've caught, I've sort of that idea has dropped off where you've got to work hard and have a secure job and just keep going with it, because that's there, there is a lot of fear in that and it's sort of fear that the that you can eradicate and and sort of sidestepping away. Um, so listening to that book is is, is sort of give me a lot of food for thought really on, on um, how to manage money what the best way is and, and sort of how you can go by agreements rather than, than buying and selling and, and all this sort of stuff yeah. and it's sort of stuff that I've, I've been picking up over the last few years but to have that audio book and, and listen to some of his, his, his examples uh, Robert Kioski is called who's yeah. wrote the book is sort of um, is bringing me into some to more learning and, and I'm really happy to be learning about something on a, a different wavelength at the minute actually Mate, amazing, amazing answer because I can't recommend the book enough myself either. Mm. I got a huge benefit from it. Yeah. I listened to the audiobook actually originally. My dad recommended it to me about three years ago and then mm. I bought the hard copy to to read it as well. And nice. um in fact this is this is a practice that's that's hugely beneficial for me. And actually I prefer it in the winter as when it's about eight thirty, nine o'clock, especially if I've had a long day, just taking the dog out mm. and just walking the dog for about half an hour with an audiobook in. Yeah. It's like massively calming yeah, for me and, yeah, and that, yeah. was, that was as soon as you spoke, said the title there it reminded me of the time when I was doing that like right. I think it was probably two years ago maybe actually but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, such yeah. a good book in it I think um, and interestingly we were talking about this earlier that my shift in focus for what I'm trying to achieve and what I'm trying to do with Take Flight has led me to think more about what I'm doing financially too and I'm trying to move out of the city and move out of London mm. and, and reduce my 
mortgage, which he explains in the book, yeah. an asset is not what people believe it is when they buy yeah, property because it's yeah, not actually yeah. you're then in debt immediately. Mm. So um, yes, yeah, interesting man. Yeah, there's some there's some sort of count not counterintuitive, but some thinking that flips your thinking on its head, and, yeah. and I quite enjoy that. Uh, I know it's that's a weird thing to think about enjoying but I like people sort of giving me a few new information and proving Definitely. me wrong do you know yeah. and, and that's something that you've got to get used to as well because you've got to keep bringing those new experiences too absolutely mate so the second of these three is what one practice or habit would you encourage listeners to incorporate into their day that's going to help drive their performance mm. writing down um, at the end of the day before you go to bed before you um, switch your light off to go to bed writing down three highlights of your day just before you go to bed because that you're all over that wee reticular activating system then because the next day you're looking for the good stuff to write down and proper feel it as well like proper think about it and feel about the emotion that you had in the day when you write it down because then um, it's real then and you're actually sort of going to bed like whatever has happened in that day you can sort of switch to something good which I don't always want to do sometimes I feel bad in a day and I'm like don't want to feel happy or I don't want to I don't want to switch my mindset because it's not going to work but taking that time to do it, it might be three minutes three or four minutes it helps um, to propel you into the next day to look for good stuff as well so that's something that takes hardly any time and something that's really easy if you try getting the routine and habit of doing it so yeah I'd, I'd say that amazing man and it's interesting you say that because it's something that I don't do anymore, actually. Mm. And it's something that I probably should start doing more because there's a, there's a journal I use, probably use it. I get in a habit of using it frequently and then mm. I then it drop off and stop well, using it. Well, it's like anything, mate. And we're not, we're not saying that everyone has to... I think this message is, is sort of... It's created to say that you've got to be um, a disciplined thing in everything that you, you recommend you've got to find what works for you and for me sometimes meditation's uh, medicine rather than routine so sometimes I might meditate five times uh, you know once a day for five days a week it might not do anything for me but if I've gone away from it for for a week I might do half an hour one yeah. day and I'm like boom that's brought yeah. me right back down so you're constantly you're constantly working with it and yeah. playing with it mate and but I think your suggestion was amazing mate because I, I know when I started to do it and I, and I thought it was really good is studies show that the way that your brain is wired when you when you relive those experiences at the end of the day you get exactly the same emotional release whether that's a dopamine hit or whatever it might be mm. just from thinking what that experience was yeah. which then makes that wire in your brain stronger so that mm. when you're getting those experiences yeah. the next day like you said yeah, then yeah, yeah. you feel them so much stronger and yeah. yeah it's another it's just another good way to maintain your mental health and, yeah, and keeping a good I mood so. so mate the last of these three is normally what is the key trait that allowed you to achieve the things that you've done or what's the key trait to have got you to where you are but I'm going to I'm going to change it because I wanted to make it slightly more mental health focused and oh shit and uh, <laughs> how long how long are we on Tom? An hour? Yeah. Oh, we're good. So I want to change it to make it probably a little bit more relevant for the mentality audience. Okay. In the last year and a half since I spoke with you before, what has been your experience with mental health? Because we both champion it. We both speak about it. We're both doing stuff that can look good from the outside in. Mm -hmm. And it's quite easy for sometimes for people to probably think that everything's all good. So like dips in mental health. Yeah. yeah. So like kind of... Has it been, have you been experiencing anxiety, depression, or have you been managing it well? What's, what's been your experience of mental health the last year and a half? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm glad you've asked it because it's, it's one of those things which 
I think the, the effect or or the, the the sort of picture people give out that they talk about her and then you know everything's fine and rosy but it's, it's a constant management it's a constant sort of thing that you got to work with um, I'd say there's been a lot I'd say there's been anxiety around so I'd injured my knee at the start of the year and that operation put me out for four months and when I was coming back to to, to fitness and, and you know running doing this um, doing this test to, to make sure I was right to play but my knee um, sort of sort of uh, you're right down there <laughs> trying Dom, to bury himself Dom's in Dom's board is building sandcastles yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, I actually re-injured my knee uh, doing like a hopping test and that killed me it killed me mate because there's a lot of anxiety that I'd sort of monitor coming back from 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 that secondary injury. I'm like, right, what's the best thing? It's gonna be another six weeks. You know, you know, where's the starting point here again? You know, what, you know, and and that took me, mate. That took me three or four days of mass frustration. I'd say, I'd say that's what it is. I'd say that we were mass frustration with. Um, sort of anxiety around that, tinges of anxiety around that. A bit of disappointment as well, maybe massive, because of the yeah. massive disappointment. Which, like, to sit here and to say that you've not felt that, or to say everything's been rosy, I don't know if that'd be realistic. I don't know if I could sell that to you. I don't know, but mate, yeah, mass, mass frustration and, and um, anger as well. A lot of anger around then, um, which, which, which proved to be a tough time for me, but. You know, coming back after that, I had, I had to make sure I was right. You know, I had to probably, probably delay my comeback a week or two, actually, after that six weeks period and when he's meant to be OK. I'm like, you know, this isn't right to come back. I need to be fully fully set and fully ready to go. And, and, and that's what I had to do. And, you know, played played how I wanted to play and how I feel like I could have played without extra delay. So a lot of management, mate, a lot of sort of mindset management over that yeah. period of eight to ten weeks, especially after re-injuring my knee. Um, and a lot of anger so yeah that's probably my my sort of touch in a scenario there's probably other other periods where I could moan on to as well yeah. but yeah <laughs> go on mate what's yours well before I say my mate I just want to say like I appreciate you, you speaking to that disappointment and frustration is one of the most difficult things to manage I think because mm. you set expectations about something and, and especially with a, an injury there's a tangible result that you're looking for which is getting back on the field yeah. and people can experience that in the business world as well or any any achievement that they're, that they're seeking they expect this magical experience that comes at the end of all the hard work they put in and when that's taken away from you it can be awful man. Yeah. that leads to like really bad mental yeah, health things yeah. and that can be from that can be in life as well in your family as well you, you, you have the, the ideas of a happy family and then it doesn't work out so the right, way that yeah, you have yeah. it with and that, yeah. it's some of the most difficult emotions to manage I think and yeah like I just said anger's often the, the Thing that comes out at the end of it that's yeah. that's what happens because of all that frustration and yeah, all that yeah. disappointment and mate as well like I'm in my job you, you get a Friday night to go and bash people around and go and do that and, and now four months into not having that and then you've got another period of where boom, you, your energy is not being converted into anything and I felt that I felt that massively so yeah it were uh, it was a frustrating time Paul and I'm, I'm glad to have to got over it yeah mate now I'm good to see you healthy again thank you sir um, I'm trying to think. What I mean, last year and a half, I'd, it's difficult because last year was probably one of the darkest years I've ever had, wow. which people prob would, wouldn't have seen because it was the, the podcast was growing and I was sitting down with these amazing people and um, 
I guess it looked like it, I imagine it probably looked like it was all positive and especially on social media because you only see the good stuff right but yeah it's one of the most difficult in, um, in what way is that because stuff were happening and you still felt because that can sometimes make it worse. Stuff hap stuff happens for you and stuff's going well, but you've got that sort of feeling behind in the background, which I guess is not is not the best, or you're not feeling the best. Yeah. That, that sort of contrast. I think it, it was a or? few things, mate. I think I probably put a lot of expectation on take flight, mm. and uh, so the it was born from a position of mental health where I was having a, a bit of a difficult time anyway. But the reason the name for take flight came because I was thinking I want to take a leap of faith and leave my job, which wasn't making me feel happy. And I put too much pressure on myself to allow Take Flight to give me that option. Yeah. So that doing this was gonna be the thing that allowed me to leave the job. And it wasn't happening and it still isn't, mm. but I managed to find a way, like I understand now why and how I'm gonna be able to achieve that mm. doing other things. There was that. So I was putting so much time and energy and stuff into, into doing the podcast and then thinking about the events and all the other stuff. And I didn't feel like I was getting the outcome that I really wanted. Um, I think if I'm being 100% honest, mate, like you've spoken about losing your grandma. My grandma was really ill and still is. Had a couple of strokes last year and um, is still like suffering now. Yeah. And it's hard because when you're trying to live your life and do all these great things and build a business or do, do all the things that we want to do as, as young guys, you feel like you should give more attention, more time to that. And it's hard to really balance it. And I just, I felt a lot of guilt, I think attached to that. Um, and just general sadness, cause you don't want to see people that you love in, in that position. And it's particularly as someone who's been so important to me in my life as well. Yeah. So that was quite hard, mate. And then, yeah, there was, there was probably two or three other things that was on top of that. So I think you're right. Like when it's multiple things at once, yeah. it adds up and then the overwhelm hits and then, yeah, I went to CBT again last year mm. um, after thinking that the first round of CBT fixed me, uh, but yeah, really yeah, it just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. raised or kind of raised attention to the fact that there was mm. issues a bit deeper down. Mm. So the CBT was quite um, good on you, mate. Yeah, good it's on quite you. powerful. Good on you and good on you for speaking so openly. It's like this is what I mentioned about the pushing the boundaries. Like to have this conversation, this open conversation is. Yeah, it's enormous mate I don't know five years ago I don't know if, if this would have happened or to this degree of, of the amount of conversations happening like this and and for you to be so open and, and to offer the avenues you've taken is is, is brilliant mate and it's quite unwilling to, to have a conversation with it about it yeah, um, cheers, and honest you being honest as well about the situation that you're in when take flight is, is going well do you know and and <laughs> I think that's what, what 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 people really want. People want pe people to be real and and to not to not sell the uh, I don't know the word really. Sell but the dream. But, it's, but the that's dream. the thing, mate. Because it's not like I I love it and I love every ounce of energy that I put into it. and I love everything that comes out the other side of it. Mm. Even though I'm trying to remove the happiness that comes from a result, I yeah. still love the outcome of like a great event or a great podcast episode or oh, a great yeah, conversation. But the reality is as well, it's, it's exhausting. Mm. It's, it's knackering, constantly pushing the dial and trying to do better each day and trying yeah. to do this stuff. And you, sometimes I'm just like, is this ever going to end? Mm. And to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when, when does this get easier? Yeah. Um, and I think the answer is it doesn't. I think mm. we're constantly going to be pushing ourselves because we're, we're, we're those types of people. And- That's um, those behaviors in it, what we yeah. speak about. Yeah. But yeah, just, yeah, it's just worth saying that like, it is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's tough, mate, but the, the, you mentioned it there, you, you've started up something this Take Flight, which in essence is the leap of faith. 
Fuck, like how much have you learned about yourself? How much have you learned about the world? How much have you learned about the best way to go about this? Like, that, that in theory is, is what you've done. You, you saw, and, and it's what I've done. Mate. Like, that's what I've done. And, and going back to, to the message with my nana and stuff, it's like, you sometimes need that bold sort of step to take to, to learn more stuff, to become more of a person that you, that you want to be. And, yeah. and you know, mate, good on you. There's going to be that friction. There's going to be that sandpaper to, to better things happening. Yeah. So stick with it. I, I, I reckon stick with it because, fuck, I've, I've stuck with coming back for injury and injury and, and that's that's a tiring thing. Yeah. <laughs> you think, fuck, you know. It's the ultimate education, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it is exactly that. The ultimate education. Like, that there's got to be friction to, to stuff that you learn mate otherwise you're not learning anything yeah. or you're not you're not making any moves forward um, and the thing is like this is where I find it difficult it's because we are choosing to put ourselves through that difficulty <laughs> yeah. in order to so, grow but like it's so much easier just to not do it you've got to choose your own struggle pal you've got to choose your own struggle I don't know who's coined that I don't know if it's Joe Rogan or but like in another world we could be sat like in California on Malibu Beach and you could be not enjoying yourself like I've been on holiday before and I've not enjoyed myself like I've been on a beach it's a beautiful place but it's because I'm not struggling or I'm not striving like striving is one of my values like probably same for you that, you that you've got to be striving for something you've got to choose your own struggle otherwise a struggle will find you do you know whether it's whether it's going and doing a yoga session at 6am and you don't want to get up you don't want to do it and you know that you're going to be sweating your head off <laughs> 45 minutes in and then doing a weight session and, and it, it goes up from extremes it goes up to different extremes mate but you've got to choose your own struggle you yeah. you got you got to sort of filter out those stuff that comes to you the stuff that you learn that you're going to learn about yourself and about the world about how your body functions about how you react to certain stuff because otherwise the struggle will find you and, 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 and that inactivity and that sort of idleness will will eventually hurt you even more I think so you, you do have to choose that yeah I love that mate that's brilliant mm. we were trying to wrap up and then we just went deep for like know, 20 minutes yeah. <laughs> totally mate you'll, you'll keep going deeper how <laughs> are so, we on Dom? Aaron 12 alright we need to go and watch the Lakers now yeah, 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 yeah. but I think we're going to try and do either a meditation tomorrow morning before you get your flight in the evening or yeah. maybe go surfing or something so I think meditation surfing yoga weights <laughs> take us up to the four hour breath period. work Dom's scared look at his face scared <laughs> it's a lion sand isn't it yeah <laughs> oh, so mate it's been a pleasure man it's been a it's been so good to catch up with both you boys I'm really glad that I caught you at the end of your trip and yeah man it's been awesome chatting with you again mate I know when we do catch up it's it's always good but it's nice to do it in for a podcast because we uh, we're encouraged to go that bit deeper so yes sir mate thanks so much man and uh We'll do it again very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, mate. Thanks for having uh, having me on the shared collab pod. Pal. Yeah, it's been mate. awesome. And uh, yeah, I think we'll have a good night now. We've 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 dove deep and dive deep, and uh, go watch the Lakers now and, and enjoy the the fruits of of, of what that, that has to offer too. Let's go, LeBron. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice,